Welcome to ConspireCast. I am Amy, your hostess. I am going to talk about the Titanic conspiracy. And if you're not familiar with it, um, it's not that it didn't sink or a boat didn't sink. Obviously, there is a boat at the bottom of the ocean. But it's the question of, is it the Titanic or is it its sister ship, the Olympic? I'm going to split this into two parts because I feel like I've got a good amount of information to at least start you off. And I, I the reason I want to do that is because I would love for you to be involved and also, you know, ask me questions so that I can kind of get your feedback and, you know, as a result, I can, um, you know, kind of tailor the next video and answer certain questions or include certain um, aspects that maybe you know about that I didn't cover, um, but because I'm going to be just trying to back things up and probably try and make a prettier video than just me talking. <laughs> and please forgive me, I do have a cold and yeah, I mean, can't help it. All right, so let's get going. All right. Now, um, a lot, it really all begins with the Olympic, but I feel like out of respect, I really need to cover just, you know, the basic facts about the Titanic. And those would be, uh, okay, it launched from Southampton on April 10th on its maiden voyage. It was supposed to, you know, dock in New York, you know, make it to New York. Obviously it never did, tragically. I'm going to say the Titanic for this part. Um, yeah, okay. So it had about two-thirds of the passengers on it, um, so it wasn't even at full capacity. The amount of lifeboats it had um, was actually over the amount that was, like, um, regulation at the time. So would not want to be on any boat in 1912. All right, so... On April 14th, supposedly it hit an iceberg and uh, in the mid-Atlantic, and within less than three hours, it sank. It sank fast. And then, um, f over 1,500 people died. And there was only enough lifeboats for half of them. And it's just, all around, just awful. I mean, there's no arguing that. You argue that, and I I don't like you automatically. <laughs> so, 
basically there's a lot of conspiracy about like just the events and kind of like little in particular things and there's a lot of sketchy stuff in these details like in those simple details um it officially sank um on april 15 1912 in the early morning uh the night of april 14th was extremely calm and it had no moon this was really rare apparently it was like ex- doesn't happen very often because it was so calm so if there was an iceberg no ocean waves would be splashing against it it would actually be extremely difficult to see you could see the stars and everything like that like it was a clear night in that sense but because the water was so calm and there was no moon visibility was um poor so basically it is very possible that it did actually hit an iceberg be it the olympic or the titanic so i'm going to cover kind of a couple things about that so there's such thing as black icebergs apparently um which sounds really gross um but it's like where they turn over and you get to see the underneath of it which i can live the rest of my life out never ever having to know that or see it and just mm -mm, that sounds gross all right um but yes you would know that makes it even worse so Yes, it absolutely could have hit an iceberg. And it could have been easily not foreseen. Or, you know, nobody could have seen it. it. I mean, put all that together, it does actually make a lot of sense. All right, so there's also, and this is actually, you know, I even read, like, someone who, like, angrily debunked the crap out of the switch theory. Holy shit um i was like calm down it was like 50 pages long like they were just pissed but the one thing they would contest to and they said there was a fire likely which i think uh, most people agree there was definitely a fire um and i'll explain that in a second but it is actually possible that there was a german U-boat or a submarine of some sort, and instead of an iceberg, that's what hit them. Accidentally, maybe on purpose. Uh, if it was actually on purpose, this would be two years before World War Two, World War One. Jesus, World War One. I. I do know, I do know my years. I swear, which was in 1914. Um, so I mean, it was gearing up, uh, which would make it actually pre you know lusitania which was actually the first one documented to be hit by you know a german u-boat um like an ocean liner like that a big ass boat i don't know shit about boats so forgive me for the vast lack of knowledge that i just don't have on the subject i'm trying like any boat terms i'm just like no idea um i'm very visual so i I need to look at some diagrams but i've been on boats all right moving on so those are things and then the coal fire all right 
those things were common and it was common for them to go unnoticed for like weeks um and what would happen is when that happens for an extended period of time and then it goes into that cold water it causes the steel on the ship to get really brittle so anything that hits it is gonna shatter it like more so than it would have if that wasn't if there was no fire at all so that sucks and um likelihood i think most people say there actually was for sure a fire um which was like you know very like um like basically just within like the bunker or the coal bunker of the ship um whether somebody knew about it or not that i mean that's your guess as good as mine um okay so the whole like switch theory which originally i thought like when somebody said the titanic never sank and i'm like pretty sure it did because there's a huge ass ship at the bottom of the ocean that you know uh was discovered in, in 1985 by robert ballard i've actually met him he's very nice um i met him right when titanic came out so you know i was like so psyched to meet him and um it was a great experience uh to get to meet him and hear him talk about it and you know what an amazing discovery honestly so that was obviously forever ago <laughs> like what 20 years i think yeah all right um so anyway um it goes back to uh the fact that titanic had two sister ships one of which sunk so that's two out of the three uh and one of which was like basically like 99 percent identical um actually often uh the advertising for titanic was actually the olympic the olympic was um uh finished the year before the titanic it was finished in 1911 or no actually 1910 um but it was like maiden voyage i believe it was 1911 and the olympic had this um problem where it just hit shit it just hit things it kept on hitting things bumping into crap like that actually was its problem and actually I think Titanic had the same problem and I don't know if it was just like the vastness of the ship and the propellers but it had the suction motion because when the Titanic actually set sail out of Southampton uh there was a boat I think it was called like the New York something I don't I can't remember the name of the boat but it was actually docked in the port and it was being sucked out luckily it was fine it didn't you know get sucked under but I mean it goes to show how damn big this thing is and how powerful. So what happened with the Olympic was uh, this, you know, obviously it was eventually going to cause some collisions. And it did. And it caused a major collision with a Royal Navy ship called the HMS Hawk. Now the HMS Hawk was a vintage battleship, um, like warship. Basically, it had a battering ram under the waterline, and that thing was designed to cause the most damage possible. And boy, did it. But 
in the end, it technically was Olympics' fault. That's how it was ruled. The HMS Hawk was, like, not even copping to it. That, like, it, yeah. So, the Olympic was held liable. It did not get insured. And it's, you know, could be irreparably damaged. Uh, a lot of, that's a sketchy area. It's a vague area because there's a lot of disagreement on that. Um, there's some people who say it was damaged, you know, basically dead. It was like if as people said, like, basically it was the equivalent of, like, you know, the spine of the ship being broken uh, based on the damage. And it was extensive damage. And later on, um, I don't, I think it was uh, Harlan and Wolf who, um, I guess, like, had, like, you know, where they built the ships in Belfast, um, they finally later on released like a lot, a little bit more information that they hadn't in the beginning, um, detailing that there was actually more damage than was let on in the beginning. So, and here's what bothers me about this because this boat, like, was like gashed. Like, in one place, another place, in the back. Like, it was in bad shape. I don't even know how it got home. But it did get back to Belfast, and it actually pushed back the um, the finishing of Titanic. So, Titanic was actually being built at the same time. It was finished on March 31st, which is pretty damn close to when it's... Because it, you know, its maiden voyage was on, you know, April 10th. I mean, that's cutting it really damn close. So, um... And apparently there's some parts that, like, shouldn't have taken as long as they did. So there's there's some weird timeline issues. Um, like, it took a week when it should have taken, like, a day or two. And, it, you know, there was some weird stuff. So, um, and one of the weirder things is there was a coal shortage at this time. And basically... Um, that meant there were a lot of, you know, there were not a whole lot of jobs. So, you know, you'd think that, like, on a ship like uh, Titanic, you know, you'd be gunning for these jobs, and a lot of people weren't for some reason, which is really odd. And, uh, I mean, I find that really weird, personally. Um kind of like they knew something and I feel like rumor had it that you know maybe there was something up or that at least at least there was like maybe the belief that there was a switch because you think that like the you know workers wouldn't be able to tell if it's a brand new boat especially like within the bowels of the ship or whether it's ever been used beyond like one or two days which the Titanic was on its, like, test run, you, normally it's, like, apparently, like, two days that you send it out for a test run. And they only spent, like, one day. And um, the inspectors really didn't do any inspecting. And they also didn't push the ship to its limit. It's it's a lot of little details like that that, you know, leave a lot of room for reasonable doubt. For me, I think it makes... A lot of sense you know if you have a, a ship that like um 
maybe the damage wasn't severe enough to like you know kill it but it could have been continuously costing you money as in having to repair it and repair it and repair it and repair it um like re-repair it i mean so it's like if okay for example when i was in high school i i hydroplaned into somebody's car um that's how i learned what hydroplaning was by doing it yeah um their car was like an escalade and mine was not and i uh their car not a scratch and sensor popped out you know it was fine like luckily you know i'm good for them Meanwhile, I had, like, $3,000 in damage to mine. Um, and it never was the same. Ultimately, I had to get a new car because it just... It was in the shop more than um, I, I was able to drive it. So, I was, like, you know, several months later, I, like, just had to get a new car. Because it was... It had done just some damage to the front of the car that was just... No matter how many times it went in, it just couldn't get fixed. And it was just, like, ultimately, like, costing time and money and, you know, all that. So, it was just... This was worse, obviously. <laughs> a boat collision. Because the, the Hawk was wrecked, too. I mean, it wasn't just, you know, the Olympic. I mean, the Hawk was pretty damn damaged, too, because... It's a massive ocean liner. So, yes, the collision was pretty bad. And I don't know if it's because they were held liable that the insurance, that uh, Lloyds of London refused to uh, insure them or if it, the damage just didn't, you know, wasn't up to a certain amount that they, for some reason, they refused to insure them. So they've got a damaged, possibly beyond repair or continuously needing repair ship which is her only working ship at the moment, um, prior to the release of Titanic, which is still being worked on and actually had to be pushed back because of this ship and its collision. Uh, and then you've got it not insured. So, like, that's in that's extremely expensive. Um, you know, that sucks. And it sucks for White Star. It's not good. You know, that's their only working vessel at the time. So... You know, they patched it up. It made it back to Belfast to get repaired. It ended up borrowing a propeller. I've heard this multiple times from multiple different sources. Um, two sources said it didn't, but a lot of people, there is a huge argument that it did borrow a propeller from the Titanic. And so when they found a propeller at the bottom of the ocean and it said 401 because they were docked next to each other. They were dry docked next to each other in Belfast. And um, the Olympic was uh, in, you know, docked in 400. And Titanic was right next to it, directly next to it in 401. So naturally, they would stamp each ship and its parts uh, with the number of where it was docked. Uh, so when they found a propeller at the bottom of the ocean, um, it basically... Uh, it said 401, but the argument says it still could be the Olympic. Uh, there's the, also the porthole theory. Um, again, I look at it like they were weirdly trying to make the Olympic look more and more and more like the Titanic. And 
you know, um, also you got to think, how the hell is there a coal fire when the ship's barely been used? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. There, I'm just saying personally, like, I mean, I think it was just a matter of this ship is draining money and we need to sink it. Let's get a rescue ship out there, which I think that's what the SS Californian was for, which was also owned by J.P. Morgan, who also owned, um, basically, not white, I mean, he, yeah, he owned White Star, he financed White Star, um, to some degree, basically, he's a really wealthy guy. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting that he, um, owned the Californian. I didn't actually know that um, until uh, recently. And the Californian was docked and stuck because of the coal strike and in London. And then all of a sudden it wasn't. And all of a sudden it had coal and it was good to go. And it was headed into the mid-Atlantic same time as the Titanic, Olympic, whatever. Basically, it... it was headed straight for it, and um, it had little to no passengers, I think, really only crew, and then, like, 3,000, you know, either blankets and, like, you know, uh, sweaters and just, you know, warm material, basically, like, I mean, come on, it's weird. There's just a lot of little pieces that, like, don't make a whole lot of sense. Um, the timing, you know, with, uh, you know, the 35 minutes to send out an SOS um, after hitting the iceberg, which, believe me, I feel like you know when you hit it, like, you know, you should react then, not 35 minutes later. Um, apparently, uh, Captain Smith, um, I think E.J. E. Smith, think whatever he wasn't out there at the time when they hit the iceberg and um i know jp morgan was not actually on the ship he canceled last minute as did 55 first class passengers it's really weird all last minute um jp morgan claimed to be ill or something like that he ended up being spotted like the next day um in the south of france with his mistress stand-up guy there, right? Um, so, it's stuff like that that makes me just wonder, but mainly it's because I have, I find it really hard to believe that of those three ships, the Olympics, the one that made it to 1935, and it was completely dismantled. Um, there's actually a piece of it in a hotel in, like, Sweden or something. I, and it is supposedly stamped, but, like, they said anything they've recovered from the Titanic, um, wreck, wreckage, um, has really more so supported that it was the Titanic. A lot of people have said that. Um, I'm giving you these facts because, like, if you know anything or if you heard different things, I'm trying to kind of give, I'm not trying to, like, put doubt into it because I I feel like there's something sketchy there. And it's truly because I I can see, not that I would do this ever because it's terrible, but, you know, 
it was the maiden voyage. It's not like they could avoid people not being on it. So it seems like they were planning to rescue people. Um, and I think the ship sank so damn fast that it just was a catastrophe and tragic, you know, beyond belief. Just over 1,500 lives lost because of that. I mean... no matter what the issue was or no matter what boat it was, that's tragic. So I, there's a lot more to look into and that's why I said I wanted to do this video and then I will go into more detail and try and actually provide like pictures and like actual like facts, you know, and make it look nice. Um, I, uh, do need to get a new computer first because um, this one's plugged in and charging and it's like draining battery. In fact, I'm going to check it right now. Yeah, it's at 43% and it's plugged in and charging and has been for about two hours. And all I'm doing is using this to record. So that's not good. And so I need to go today and uh, deal with that. Um, at the Genius Bar. I don't want to do that. I'm going to try and figure out if I can... I don't know. It just that sounds terrible. But I, I bought it like a month ago. So it's really annoying. But I'm pretty sure they'll take it back. Anyway. So that's also something I've been having an issue. Because it's like slow as all hell. Uploading... I can't even edit anything because I would like to make these look a lot nicer and not just me talking because I, you know, actually can edit videos, but it it's so slow. Like, it won't, it, I've never experienced this problem with any computer and I swear it's making every other device I own slow. So, uh, that's a lot of the reason it's just been awful. And I was sick last week, so I just couldn't get it out there so I need to do that today and I will all right anyway um so I know there's series about a mummy and there's certain things that have been like debunked like something about the pope those have been debunked um apparently snopes.com debunked them like there was no mummy on board um I don't get why the people dig those up ever like, leave them alone. That's where they want to be buried. They're happy. Leave them alone. <laughs> like, it's kind of, I don't know. Like, you're asking for it. Uh, but no, there was no mummy on board the Titanic. And then um, something about the numbers that, like, if you turned them, like, upside down or backwards, they spelled, like, no Pope. There were never any numbers actually associated with the Titanic um, in that regard. And, uh there was like so much longer of an explanation that was really boring and I didn't really feel like reading it. Um, basically uh, the switch theory, like there's some odd elements to it and I try to highlight as much as I could in this video. Um, I'm going to try, um, and organize these thoughts because I'm kind of just shooting out all that I can remember. And, um, this is 
just what I know so far. Uh, so hopefully within like the next day or so, um, I can be able to do a whole lot better. Anyway, I kind of feel really bad that it took me so damn long to get like not only like the podcast thing, uh, but also the video on the Hope Diamond out um, because I had to like design a website, which by the way, there's a website now. It's um, conspirecast.com. Basically, I chose the name based on like social media in general, like that the website was available, like email, like, um, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything. I, I actually looked all that up across the board because it's really nice to have it all the same. So on Twitter, it's at conspirecast. On um, Instagram, it's conspirecast. Um, then, you know, Facebook, obviously, conspirecast as the page. And then um, if you just go to the menu, uh, it has like, you know, podcast and video. And um, I mean, whatever you want to do with that. But I do embed the um, videos and the podcasts in there. So you don't actually have to go to the platforms uh, if you don't want to. I don't know. I mean, I think it goes back to him. I'm not really sure how it works. But yeah, if you go to Conspirecast, I actually finally did it. Um, and it's not thrilling, but it functions. So, yay. All right. Well, that's it for now. Um, until next time. Bye.